this is the Musings Podcast by Ariel War. Hi everyone, this is the Musings Podcast and today we're going to be talking about my premise on feminism. Enjoy. Okay, most people say I have feminist ideas and I do not disagree honestly. However, I was once asked to give my opinion about the subject and I started talking from the biblical point of view. But then the person said, oh, I should talk about it from a very neutral point of view, without religious bias. How can I? When my ideologies are meant to be shaped by biblical standards, I'm supposed to judge and accept ideologies based on what the Bible says about the subject because I'm a child of God. Hence, this is a godly premise on feminism. So let's start with what feminism is. Feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the grounds of the equality of the sexes in the political, economic, social and personal and personal areas of life. Feminists campaign and fight for reproductive rights, domestic violence, maternity leaves, equal pay, women's suffrage, sexual harassment, female genital mutilation and stereotypical roles. These fights were better from the observed misogyny in society. Okay, for those that do not know, misogyny is a dislike of contempt for or ingrained prejudice against women. So, as Christians, what are we taking out of this knowledge and what are we trashing? Before I talk about my premise on feminism, I'd like to start with these questions. First, who are you? The answer simply put is, I am a child of God. If you ask me who I am, the first thing I should tell you is I'm a child of God because I'm a child of God. That's who you are if you're a Christian. You're firstly a child of God before you are a miss or a doctor or a professor or a singer or an artist or a president or a wife or a husband as the case may be. Second, who does God say you are? God has promises for his children. God says you are the head and not the tail. He says you are an eternal excellency. He says you were born with his with you were bought with his own blood. He calls you the apple of his eyes. He says you can do all things through him. That means that there is really nothing you cannot do or you cannot be or achieve on earth with God on your side. He calls you a peculiar person, a holy nation, a royal priesthood of a chosen generation. What's left because you're second to none because you were created in his own image after his own likeness. That also makes you a unique and precious individual. Trust me, like, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like knowing who God says you are. Third question, what are your roles or responsibilities on earth as a Christian? This is talking about your purpose, starting with the general purpose of all Christians. Spread the gospel of peace as you shine your light. Bear fruits of righteousness. Be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth and replenish it and lots more. And your unique purpose that God has called you as a person to accomplish on earth. You can feel that in. Maybe God has called you to, to be a doctor or to be a nurse. Whatever it is. Fourth, what are your roles as a Christian woman? That can be found in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. Whether you are a single lady, wife, or mother, there are roles for us all. It is God that inspired those words. I mean, if you check Proverbs chapter 31 verse 10, talking about the virtuous woman, you need to read it. I don't want to like bore you with details now, but it's best you read it. There are roles for each woman. 
and not just a mother now not just a wife but a single lady i mean every single lady can pick out roles from that proverbs 31 verse 10 10 to the end not just 10 10 to the end actually if you know all this you know your proverbs chapter 31 verse 10 to the end you understand it and you understand who you are understand what you are called for you understand your responsibility as a christian you understand your identity in christ then put that aside and let's move on so here's my premise on feminism and it's very simple love in the home and outside i'll repeat love in the home and outside there was love without gender bias men or women should not be loved less whether you're a man or woman you do not deserve to be loved less if you love your neighbor you will not think less of him you will not do things to hurt him you will not do things you would not want them to do to you the scripture says faith hope love the greatest of these three and the most excellent way is love if you need biblical references for that you should read first corinthians chapter 13 the very popular verse the very popular let me not say verse passage but let's read if you read first corinthians 13 1 to 13 you would understand what i'm saying what love really means do you get mark chapter 12 verse 20 to 34 is also a very good passage you should read and john chapter 13 verse 34 so my premise is simple once again love in the home and outside if you love just the person that loves you then then that's not love that's that's not real love you're not doing what god commanded you're supposed to love love your family members and love people outside love people of your religion love people that are not of your religion love 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 whether you're a man or you're a woman you're meant to love so that's like my premise on, on that very simply so whether you're a man or a woman you're capable capable of being anything and nothing should hold you back that is coming back to what we talked about about your identity in christ if you know that okay yeah i can as a person whether i'm a man or a woman i can be whoever it is i want to be in life nothing should stop you nothing should stop you not even gender remove the stereotypes and you are limitless women are strong men are strong too each person unique different each individual is unique where whichever gender you fall into you're unique look at look look at our, our biological um, makeup it shows evidence that we are actually unique fighting to be equal to a man is simply believing who you are in christ because you can't be balanced god has said this don't don't fight for 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 being balanced with a man no he has told in his word that i am like jesus on earth wow so why do i have to fight to be equal to a man i'm not going to be equal to a man because i'm unique and i am love i am loving and i deserve to be loved as i should love if you're striving to become like him every day don't waste your time believing that oh i am equal to this man no you're not equal misogyny is hatred misandry is hatred to trash them every form of hatred trash them learn to love do not hate the society, the culture, the traditions, it is the set laws that we're meant to follow. Pick the ones that align with biblical values and trash the rest. But do not trash your civic responsibilities though, because it is biblical. So you can only say that you can start saying that ah and so on, so on, so on. Please give to Caesar what is Caesar's. 
do not trash your civil responsibilities but trash those things the society has, society is putting forth before you if it doesn't meet with biblical standards simple yes stereotypes should be removed in workplace in political sectors and in even educational sectors too because as christian women or men we should refuse to to perform lower than what god has or who god has made us to be we have god-given potentials we should refuse to perform lower than them because the scripture says we can do all things through christ who strengthens me so why limit yourself so yeah i'll join the fight against stereotypes against women or stereotypes whatsoever if they will not let me achieve all i have destined to achieve i must reflect his glory so in all phases of my life i must that being said when it comes to this topic Take a chill pill at the home front. I'm not saying you can't be a feminist in your house, but madam, calm down first. <laughs> Marriage is a holy institution. Why? Because it depicts the structure, structure of the church. God is a God of order. Like it or not, in marriage, there are roles you cannot switch. But there are definitely cultural or traditional stereotypes you can trash. The Bible said the husband takes the position of the head, the leadership role, just as Christ, the head of the church. This man is to love his wife as Christ loves the church and lay down his life for his family just as Christ did. But now, the family now is the body of Christ. You get that. You can always check Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 and also read verse 25 to 28. If you read the message version, you understand better. Like, it will just hit the, hit the nail on the head. After reading this scripture, please do not forget that Jesus Christ saved his disciples though. He washed their feet and the bible did not say that they were ill or they were sick or they could not bend down <laughs> no he served he was a servant leader so here's what we are saying the fact that you are the head does not mean that you cannot save Mm-mm, it doesn't that being said i would like to say that according to Ephesians, the wife can be likened to the body not just the neck as everybody thinks that okay the wife is the neck no the wife is also part of the body. Her role is to submit to the head. So it's like head and body. There's nothing like neck. Head and body. The neck is still part of the body. So the wife is the body. And <laughs> the role of the wife, according to the Bible, is to submit to her husband in all things. Just as the church submits to Christ in all things. Most successful women, both in the society and in marriage, they submit in their marriage. A successful woman said that submission is not displayed when when you don't have money to travel. And your husband says, sit down at home, I don't want you to travel. No. Submission is rather displayed when you want to travel and you can afford to take a flight to that place you are going. But your husband says, honey, I don't want you to go, I want you to sit at home. And you obey him. That is submission. It's also important to note our roles as a Christian wife, single lady or mother. Please go back to your Proverbs chapter 31 verse 10 to 31 and understand very well. Please understand your roles as a Christian. There's so much hate in the society now that most people think that, oh, it's a normal thing. But it's tired from the home front. Oh, I wasn't brought up this way. This is how I was brought up. <sighs> I'm sick and tired of that. Christian parents, please stray away unnecessary stereotypes that douse the morale of your boys or girls. Our duty is to train up our children in the way you should go, not train your girls. Not train your girls in the way you should go or train your boys in the way you should go. No, train up a child. There's no gender there. Teach the girls and boys likewise how to love, how to give, how to serve, how to work. 
teach them their identity in Christ. Let your girl child, mm -mm, they say girl child is wrong. Let your child, let your girl embrace her beauty from a very young age, as well as the boys. Teach them confidence. Ah. Teach a child confidence from a very tender age. Teach them they can achieve whatever it is they want to achieve in life. Tell them they can be whoever they want to be in life. Do not neglect the boys when giving sex education. By the way, sex education should start early enough. Like before 10, start telling the child, okay, this is your private part. This is what it is used for. Do not let anybody touch your private part. Teach the boy to do not you have no right to touch any girl or any girl's private part. Respect each other. Respect your body. Respect other people's body. You know all these things, eh? sex education is very important though. Let them know at a very young age because, hmm, <laughs> you get why. <laughs> Teach the boy and the girl not to be greedy. Teach them the importance of saying no and sticking to it. Accepting no as an answer. No is an answer. Likewise, yes is an answer. So, if someone says no to you accept it if someone says yes to you oh great the feeling of entitlement should also be tackled even at a very young age you're not entitled to anybody's thing whether it's your sister or your brother no you need to like seek approval can i do this can i take this can i have this these things like this actually count Thank you for listening to the Musings Podcast by Ariolua. 